You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Today I want to tell you what I think is the best kept secret in the entire justice space. It is a good news story in a sea of stories of so much bad news and so much pain. I can't wait to tell you about it. It's happening right now in San Francisco. And it has, and this is a rare thing for me to say... It's blown my mind. I'm shocked. It's not at all what I expected, and I can't wait to tell you about it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. Today is what I love to call a good news episode of The Breakdown. And, you know, we live in a country with so much violence and racism and bigotry and police brutality and mass incarceration. And we're seeing so much of it every single day on on social media, on the news. And we're we're in the midst of a global pandemic where 40 million people have lost their jobs over over 120,000 people have died, which is still just a staggering amount of loss that good news can be hard to find. But I am very glad to actually, I actually have a lot of good news to share today. I'm going to tell just one good news story for us, but On Friday, on The Breakdown Live, which you can watch live with us at twitch.tv slash The Breakdown, I'm going to do a good news episode on Friday as well, where I tell all types of good news stories and updates of hard-fought victories that have been won by activists and organizers and so much more. But today I want to tell you what I think might be, for me, the single most encouraging breakthrough in the entire justice space in the country. I haven't seen anybody write about it. I haven't seen anybody talk about it. It it should be a trending topic. Uh, the person that I'm about to tell you about and his staff, uh, they should be on the front page of everything, everywhere, because they have done something in San Francisco that I want to confess to you that I thought was completely impossible. Uh, We are now at nearly 250 episodes of The Breakdown. But on episode number one, (laughs) if you go all the way back, we don't have it on Instagram, but if you go all the way back on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else, if you go all the way back to episode one of The Breakdown, I told the story of a young leader, a public defender, a kind, compassionate, brilliant soul, a man that I have 
grown to call my own friend and brother, Chesa Boudin, whose parents were incarcerated for most of Chesa's life, whose father is still incarcerated, who was running for district attorney in San Francisco. Um, almost completely unheard of because he's, he's not a prosecutor. Um, he's, he is a compassionate, brilliant, kind public defender who said, you know what, I'm going to step up to, to run for office to basically be the local CEO of the justice system in San Francisco where he calls home. And that's what a district attorney is. There are nearly 2,300 district attorneys all over the country in America's 2,300 largest cities and counties. And he decided, hey, I am going to step out and run for office. And our staff at Real Justice and volunteers all over the Bay Area fought like hell for Chase to win. Everybody imaginable endorsed his opponent <laughs> uh, from Kamala Harris, from both United States senators to to the governor, to Congress people, to every police union, to from the mayor and Chase won anyway. And, <laughs> and it was one of the biggest organizing victories of my life, of the existence of real justice. And Chase said something that he was going to do that I thought would take, he said he was going to do it in four years. And my honest assessment, just because of my own history and experience, my honest assessment of what he said he was going to do in four years is that it would probably take eight years. And what he said is that he wanted to cut the incarcerated population in San Francisco by at least 50% by the end of his first term. You may know there's a, there's a great organization called Cut 50, and its goal is to cut incarceration down by 50%, but the, the goal is kind of to do it in a generation. And when Chasa said that he was going to do it in four years, he's ambitious, right? And he's a, an, an optimist, he's a visionary. When he said he wanted to do it in four years, I knew he would try, and that's part of why so many of us uh, supported him and donated to him and, and, and campaigned with him. But my thought was he would need two terms, and, and that's reasonable because nobody has done that. Not a single district attorney or activist or organizer or organization has cut incarceration down by 50% in four years in any place. And, and so my thought was not to, I didn't dismiss him. I just thought it would take longer. Well, I had a conversation with Chaser recently and he told me something that blew my mind. <laughs> and, uh, in my world, I'm kind of, uh, uh, giddy and giggly right now because in my world, it is like a miracle. <laughs> He has been in office. It's June. He's been in office for about six months. And he's already cut incarceration by 50%. <laughs> he did 
He said he was going to do it in four years. I thought it was going to take eight years. He's cut incarceration in San Francisco. The number of people who are currently jailed in San Francisco has been cut by 50% in six months. Listen to me. That is the power of electing someone compassionate, someone imaginative, someone who was willing to see the entire system differently. That is the power of electing not just a reformer. We're, we're growing beyond that. That is the power of electing someone who was willing to change everything. Now, our organization, Real Justice, has elected district attorneys all over the country and in Boston, in Philadelphia, in San Antonio, in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, We're fighting for new district attorney's candidates all over the country. But we've never had somebody reduce incarceration by 50%, ever. And to see Chasa do it in six months has taught me a major lesson. It's confirmed for me that we absolutely need the right person in that CEO position. It's not called CEO. It's the district attorney. Some places call it the county attorney. In some places like Maryland, they call it the state's attorney. And every place doesn't have the same socioeconomic situation. Um, But Chasa cut incarceration down by 50% by putting in place policies on day one that decriminalized poverty, and I'll explain it in just a second, that decriminalized homelessness, that decriminalized substance abuse, that decriminalized everything connected to poverty, substance abuse, and homelessness, that decriminalized um, hundreds of minor infractions that were causing people to be incarcerated and losing their jobs and then often causing them to be homeless as a result. And by decriminalizing everything related to poverty, homelessness, substance abuse, substance possession, by saying, listen, these are things that require treatment, that require counseling, that require diversion, but they don't require incarceration. People should not be incarcerated because they're too poor to pay a fine, to pay a ticket. And so he said, listen, we're not going to have cash bail. And so if you are arrested for a crime, this idea that if you are rich and wealthy, you just pay it and you pay the fee and you may not even be incarcerated for a single hour. Or a minute. Sometimes they pay it remotely if you are wealthy. But that if you are not only poor, but if you are middle class, working class, and simply cannot afford all the fines related to being arrested for anything, you can't afford that. We're not going to incarcerate you over it. It's foolish. And policy by policy, Chasa has said, nope. We're not incarcerating people for this and that and this and that. And in six months, 
the city is as safe as it's always been and now has more than 50% less people incarcerated. It's maybe 52% in six months. That's what we can do when we are courageous, when we are willing to fight against the status quo. That's what happens when you put someone in the system who is there to radically change it from the inside out. This story, this, it's a great news story. It's not just a good news story. This story and the reality behind it needs to be duplicated in your city, in your county, all over the country. That this notion that mass incarceration produces public safety is foolishness. And what Chesa has proven is that when you incarcerate people because they're poor, because they're homeless, because they have a substance abuse issue of any kind, the city doesn't get safer. Not at all. In fact, it, it harms families and communities. It does not help any of the core issues. And so I am over-the-top proud of Chesa Boudin, uh, of the San Francisco District Attorney's Office, of his staff that he is growing and fighting to grow. And, um, and I want you to understand that you can elect someone to office in your city and in your county who can do the very same thing. Listen, I've got to run, but every Wednesday we have a wonderful segment called Woman Crush Wednesday, and uh, I want you to check it out. Uh, Maria is going to tell you all about it, but we feature somebody different every Wednesday whose story we just want to tell. You can also, if you go to at the North Star Media on Instagram, you can see the story there as well. Take care, everybody. I'm Nikki Rojas, and I'm the senior writer for The North Star. As part of its Women Crush Wednesday series, The North Star highlights strong women of color every week who are using their voices to help their communities. This week, The North Star's Women Crush Wednesday is historian and activist LaDonna Bravebull Allard. LaDonna is a Lakota historian and member of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe in North Dakota. In April 2016, she founded the Sacred Stone Camp, which was the first camp of resistance against the Dakota Access Pipeline. LaDonna said the fight against the pipeline was also personal because it runs under the Missouri River, which is just north of her family's land. In November 2016, LaDonna and hundreds of other activists were attacked by law enforcement with tear gas, water hoses, rubber bullets, and percussion grenades while protesting the Dakota Access Pipeline. LaDonna continues to fight and educate others on indigenous rights and environmental issues. To learn more about LaDonna and why we're crushing on her and her work, head on over to at the North Star Media on Instagram to read more about her. Break it down.
This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details.